That's the way that I want it to stay, and I always want it to be that way for my Lola. Girls will be boys, and boys will be girls. It's a mixed up, modeled up, shook up world, except for Lola. Welcome again back to the Dusty Road. Today we have the Flood Edition. We have seen about six inches of rain in real life and the ground is saturated. Some of the roads are closed and flooded in my area. The little kingdom of Columbus is having a hard time with it, but we will be okay. The house is still safe and there is nothing wrong here. Uh, little note, those people out in Las Vegas have Nye County and can refer themselves as Kingdom of Nye. In my area, the county name was much, much longer than that. I don't feel like calling it the... something like the Kingdom of Washington or something. It's weird sounding. So, we have Knights of Columbus is an organization here. And I can call this the Kingdom of Columbus to match with that. I'd say the Knights of Columbus are helping us out with this little flood situation. And some roads are open, some roads are closed. We're going to do the same with the dusty road here. The gravel road itself is only slightly underwater and having some difficulty. Many of the yards are under a couple inches of water. But it's the golf course and out by the lake is quite deep. And people have been moving their cars and I think a tree fell and caused a power outage along section of the state highway and the dusty road itself. These places have no electricity and no air conditioning so the heat has been rather stifling for them. Henry Dixon's parents helped organize an evacuation for people. It's not really that serious but let's go ahead and keep our shoes dry and keep things on an even keel. The hotel has a pretty secure location although parts of the parking lot are flooded. They were able to put people upstairs and pack the hotel in, sharing roommates and keeping entire families together. Some people chose not to stay in, thinking they would just ride it out inside a van or something, so they were able to do that. There was a couple visiting from out of town. They were here to play golf. The golf was obviously canceled, but they were able to stay in the hotel and ride out the flood. We heard the man say, I've never seen a golf outing like this before. So, it's been quite an adventure. In order to entertain the crowd, the teens, including Henry Dixon and his friend Bruce, have been holding an acoustic concert. 
They've been doing a few favorites from Paula Cole and the Kinks. Along with anything else, they can find acoustic in practice. They didn't have a lot of practice in, so the music is very ad hoc and flawed. But it doesn't matter. The crowd seems to be laughing along with them rather than at them. In order to get this done, I found a nice video of the Kinks playing Lola in an acoustic version. Well, it's not the Kinks, it's a cover, but that suffices to hear a song in acoustic. I like hearing other versions of pop songs in acoustic with no electricity. That would add some reality to this podcast. We also know that Samantha Stockwell had planned a date outside the village today. She left Star with a friend, but Samantha took off to town where she got stuck inside her mate's house all weekend due to the rain. And Samantha had fun with that. It was the third date they've had, and things got a little weird there. His lights kept blinking on and off, and the radios wouldn't work, so they kept having to deal with sitting in the dark, and then lights come back on, and then sitting in the dark kissing again. So, Samantha's having a hard time with it. I guess that she didn't have any makeup doesn't matter since he can't see her anyway. But, it is their third date, so... They're having some fun with it and just staying home and doing what two people will do during a blackout. I wouldn't be surprised if something happens to Samantha. She said she didn't plan to have any more kids, but I'm not sure that's going to be the case here. She still does have a stable relationship with this man, though, so maybe he'll stick around this time. Of course, it would be kind of embarrassing for her. We did see the alligators come up close to the hotel, I guess, walking around in the flood water, maybe coming up on dry land. They did spot a couple of coyotes in the parking lot, but mostly they would step outside and just see the coyotes looking at them. One got up on the porch and laid down in the dry concrete trying to stay there. The hotel was completely out of power. Jacob was able to cook a few foods by candlelight and lantern. He had a Coleman grill and cooked outside sharing a burger or two with the coyotes. Surprising they ate for him, but I guess any port in a storm. The fun part was when 
the boys decided to play Lola and decided to dress up in wigs and nail polish to make the song funny. Just as they were finishing the song, someone saw an illuminated figure stroll across stage and do a small wave to the crowd in which the audience gasped and laughed. The boys finished the song and turned to look, seeing what appeared to be a cross-dressing man in drag as a ghost. Apparently the illuminated figure was translucent and no one understood who it was. They heard a ghost Cindy whisper, who is that? Because no one had seen a cross-dressing ghost in this village before. But of course it showed up just as they were playing Lola on stage. So Karen walked up to try and get the ghost's attention and ask who is it, but the ghost disappeared just as quick as it appeared and no one was able to understand who is the cross-dressing ghost. Well, I know who I am and I bet I'm a man, but so's Lola. So we'll have to think this strange ghost is Lola. There were a few scares in the storm. Frequent lightning strikes led people to think of the snap boom ghost again. And this creature with the white face and the lit up backgammon dress was seen wandering around in the water. And so was the Brusaki. She put on her banshee act and seemed to wail as the flood came in. She was heard exclaiming, No! No! And looking for her car. No one knows what a flood has to do with the Rasalki, but anyone that got near the water or near the lake, the Rasalki was seen to terrify them and send them away. Maybe she has the role of scaring people away from a flood. So... Okay, thanks. School was of course cancelled for today because a lot of people could not get to the school and the power was out in most of the town. I guess you can't hold school by candlelight in this village. It's okay because the people are safe. There is a friend of Henry visiting during the flood. She came from school. Alice was at school and went home to a friend's house to stay. She seems to be doing okay and slept through the flood. I guess the girl was exhausted. She managed to just lie down and sleep rather than panic. Ross the boss
knew the forecast in advance and managed to fly his plane to a neighboring city to get it out of the flood water. But as for his hangar and equipment, who knows? Maybe he's in trouble there. As the people went to sleep for the night and to wake up for the morning, they heard some of the distant coyotes howling and some of the coyotes on the back porch responded back with a rather strong <coughs> and woke up the guests. So it was not a comfortable night for all. But Noma was able to persuade them Let's leave the coyotes alone. Everybody needs shelter during the flood. And we're not going to bug these coyotes until the water is down and it's time for them to wander off. So she looked out and saw the orange-gray fur and little black eyes looking back at her, wondering what was the commotion inside. But instead of running away, the coyotes simply backed up a couple paces and looked at Noma. Looked down at the ground and looked up, like, is this far enough? And she said, yes, far enough. And the coyote laid down in a circle. She saw in the distance the green eyes of alligators lying in the water. They appeared to be up on the golf course instead of down on their stream. The snap boom ghosts appeared to draw lightning down on herself and maybe she felled the tree or was it a transformer that got blown? I'm not sure. But the power stayed out for about 12 hours. There was one fire in the city but it was a home. It wasn't a building in town. And they saw a building with the sign, Do you have flood damage? And the building was surrounded by flood waters. I've seen that happen in real life too. There was a photo in the local paper. The buildings had got flood damage and their parking lot and building was full of water. And behind them, the local hospital had water in its first floor and out on its parking lot too. The entire hospital was flooded out and closed. There's been some neat news in the real life lately, so I'm going to mention that before this podcast ends. For one thing, I've been looking for details of a underwater volcano near Florida. We saw a Fox News story yesterday saying that they detected earthquake and an underwater volcano off the coast of Florida. But upon looking again for this earth, uh, volcano, we found no news stories. No one mentioned any volcano near Florida or any undersea volcano. So, I believe my source, very well placed source, but no one is confirming this. No one can say that it happened. I don't know what to tell you. We also have a UFO report coming out. Uh, many of the radio hosts have been talking about this saying they think it'll be major news or saying they think it'll be a collection of already known incidents. 
I think the report will be lengthy. It'll be a report of little bright lights and stuff in the sky. I'm not sure if any of it is drones or enemy aircraft. What I think will happen is that we will have a document dump of several thousand pages and after examination in July the UFO report will be found to be a nothing burger. There's really nothing there. So, Dave, do not eat that. That's my breakfast. I haven't had a chance to get into it yet. Here, we're going to place a little bit on the... Can you get that? Eat some. Dave, my cat, has ground turkey and mayonnaise. And the best story I found at all this week was a Massachusetts deep-sea diver was out trying to catch crabs. You'd think that would be easy around here, but apparently men are not catching crabs that much these days. Sorry, that was a little joke for you. And just as he was 45 feet underwater looking at the seabed, a whale come up and practically scooped him up or inhaled him. The man reported that he had to spend a few minutes inside the whale and feel its tongue brush up against him. The whale pushed the man up against the side of its mouth and the man thought for sure he would be swallowed and dead. We're not even sure if a humpback whale eats meat or would swallow a human. But the whale surfaced and with the rush of water coming out managed to spit the diver out. The man was covered in what appeared to be a red substance that I can say was either well fish guts or iodine. And since he was receiving medical treatment I would say likely it is iodine maybe to prevent infection. So this little lobster diver or crab diver managed to look as red as a lobster and appeared to be somewhat contaminated. He had a very neat story that I've put in the group. We've never heard of a whale swallowing a human before and of course we thought of Jonah and wondered just what would happen if a whale swallowed a human and now we know. It wasn't a killer whale at all, just one of the large humpback whales. Apparently the whale meant no harm. Well, I'm going to make this a short one. We do need some extra time to get south today and I'm traveling. So, let the roads be open, let the whales go back to eating fish, let the ghosts cross-dress and be transvestite. And I'm sure the snapboom ghost is still playing with lightning and not really frightening people but she's making appliances not work and some of them have been blowing and snapping. The transformers have been snapping and booming repeatedly. Haven't seen anybody get electrocuted yet, but we did notice a tree struck by lightning grow a 
glow a deep purple. And that's about all we have today. You never know what you'll find next on the dusty road. Just a little edit here. We're going to keep going until I can get this closed. We did know that Henry Dixon's dad got his car stuck in the flood and managed to get flooded out, so he may have to sell it. Of course, now the electronics and the radio within the car do not work. I wonder who is responsible for that. <laughs>